Welcome to the Telford Minster podcast. Thank you for joining us and listening along. Our vision is to make Jesus known in Telford and we hope that your attention is grabbed by Jesus today and what he is doing in your life. We have now moved into the completed Minster space on South Water Square in Telford and we'd love to invite you to come along and give church a try at our 4pm gatherings every Sunday opposite Wilco's and above Novella Lounge. Enjoy the podcast. I um, am the vicar of this church and have the most incredible uh, privilege to to launch our new series, which will go from now until just before Christmas. This is when you grow. Christmas is like 15, 16 weeks away. Oh, oh, panic mode has set in. But through uh, this season, between now and just before Christmas, we're going to be looking at a whole series uh, called the Apprenticeship Toolkit. Uh, And that's all about the things that make us apprentices of Jesus, that make us followers of him. There's even a very nice graphic all about it. There we go. Uh, About apprenticing to him. Now, has anyone ever been an apprentice? Hey, quite a, quite a few, yeah? You've got to have the right tools, and you learn from the master in very, very practical ways how to do the job that you're trying to do. Yep, so if you're an electrician, you know what wires to not touch. Don't ask me to wire up a plug. It'll be disastrous. I'll just go for this one. Don't ask me to wire up a plug. It'll be disastrous. Uh, electricians, that the apprentice learns what to cut and what not to and how to wire things up. Plumbers learn how to put the pipes in the right way so that the water flows in the right direction. Builders learn how to uh, stack bricks together and they know all of those sorts of building regulations that all of us kind of scratch our heads at going, why is that a thing? Um, Masons learn how to chip away at the rock and make beautiful things architects, a whole bunch of others, even people like marketing apprentices that learn how to put stuff together and how to make sure that the right stuff gets to the right people. All of these apprentices have a master or a a really kind of important person that has already done it before them, that they know the tools of the trade, they know how to execute them, and the apprentice learns from the master. Without the master, the apprentice will just keep on getting lost. And the master wants the apprentice to learn everything that they have. And so right at the beginning of the series, we're looking at us as Christians, us who want to follow the way of Jesus. We are the apprentices uh, that God is calling us to be and to learn from the master. The apprentices, now some of us might be going, hang on, we don't see that word in the Bible. Why why have we got apprentices there? And the word for disciple is the exact same word as apprentice. If you want to know what that is, it's it's, uh, methetes. 
which means apprentice or a learner. And what we've done in our English translations of the Bible is we've said that they are disciples. Now, other than in church, has anyone ever heard the word disciple about? The complete look of blank looks tells me that we don't use the word disciple outside of a church context. Why? Because no one really knows what that is. But every one of us in this room has heard about an apprentice. Every single one knows that apprentices learn from the master and do the stuff that the master does. Learns from them and then puts it into place. And some of these tools that we need to learn as apprentices of Jesus are how we read the Bible, how we pray, how we hear from God, what worship is, forgiveness, equipping by the Spirit, serving, giving, and a whole host of other things. See, if we don't learn these tools from the master that is Jesus, we can't really live out a whole Christian life. Now, there's a big difference between kind of apprentices in our society and us as Christian apprentices. One is we never become the master. We never, ever graduate to be the master. Whether we have known Jesus for years and years and years, uh, you know, 100 years like Mike, um, you know, he, he, will, he will never be the master of the apprentices of the church. That's always Jesus and will be for eternity until we each meet him again. They learn all those tools from the master, Jesus. Now, who are these, these apprentices that we see in the scriptures? Matthew and, uh, uh, and Bartholomew and the son of Alphaeus and all these, all these other people, Simon. These are fishermen and tax collectors and sinners and the women that follow Jesus around, the uneducated, the seemingly people that won't ever make the, the apprentice uh, become the apprentice of some of the most thought of and respected rabbis of the time. These are people that were cast aside from that. Each Jewish child began to learn the Torah, the first five books of the Bible, and each one of them kind of learnt it from a rabbi. And if they were kind of good at learning the Torah, they might kind of step up and up and up and up. And eventually, when they were kind of uh, teenagers, they might be asked to become the apprentice of a rabbi. Now, these guys who we call the disciples in the New Testament, they didn't quite make the cut. They were the tax collectors who, who the people of God really, really hated. These are guys that were... Uh, hand in hand with the Roman Empire. They were the people that kind of were taking money from God's people and giving it to Rome, the oppressors. They were fishermen. They weren't the brighter sparks these days. They were fishing for little like pilchard kind of uh, uh, fish in the Sea of Galilee. They went out at night. They were kind of exiled from the, the, the rest of the community by the job that they did. Women, they couldn't ever be the disciples that, uh, that they might have longed to be because they were women. 
all these groups of people kind of pushed aside. But Jesus, the master, says, hey, will you come and be my apprentice? Will you come and learn from me? And I'll make wells of living water spring out from out of you. Now, I think any of us who are in this room are like, okay, Jesus, yes, I want to follow you. Let those wells of living water flow out of me. But again, Jesus says, come and follow me. Come and apprentice under me. And he says that of us now, uh, 2,000 years later, people from every uh, race and tribe and language. He says, come and be my apprentice. No one is ever excluded. No one. So even though we now in 2022 like to kind of put all these things uh, sort of against us, God, I can't do this because I'm not that skilled. Or God, I can't be closer to you because of all the stuff I've done. Or God, you know, I just don't know why, but I just feel so distant from you. Jesus says, come anyway. Come anyway and learn from me and be my apprentice. Nothing is a barrier. Nothing is a barrier. Not the right grades or education. Not the right class of people. That means nothing to God. Maybe, maybe you'll think, but I don't have the right skills to be an apprentice of Jesus. That doesn't matter. Or I'm really old or I'm really young. I'm male or female. It doesn't matter. Come and be an apprentice of Jesus, because there are no barriers there. So, as we go through the series looking at the toolkit of what it means to be an apprentice of Jesus, don't count yourself out. Please don't go, ah, that one's not for me, I can't learn that. Could you imagine if we as apprentices of Jesus just went, oh, well, do you know what, prayer's a bit hard, I'm not going to pray. Or worship just seems a bit strange. I, my, my singing voice is only equipped for the shower. It's okay. Come and sing. We'll distribute earplugs to everyone else. I'm only joking. Or maybe giving's not for me. But whatever it is, Jesus says, come. Come and follow me. Come and be my apprentice. Come and learn from the master. And we see some of this in, uh, in that bit from, from Hebrews. Just before Hebrews 12 that Shaned read so beautifully, there's a whole list of people that went before. Abraham and Joseph, Noah and Moses, Sarah and Rahab, Isaac and Gideon, Jacob and Samson, and a whole bunch of other people. They were kind of called righteous. They were called people of God. They did the stuff that God called them to do. But they weren't quite apprentices of Jesus. They were kind of doing the work of God, but they didn't really know how or why. It wasn't kind of explained to them. We are in the most uh, gifted place as apprentices because we've got Jesus. We've got Jesus here and now. The master 
the one who put uh, the world together, the one who is right there at the beginning of creation with God the Father, the Spirit, and the Word, Jesus, hovering over the waters, by whom everything was created. Does that just blow your mind? Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Jesus revealed to us the great master here with us now by his spirit, following what he teaches us in the scriptures. So why then? Why this bit from Hebrews 12? Therefore, because they didn't have Jesus, but we do. Since we're surrounded by all these witnesses of the the great people of God in the past, let's throw off everything that hinders us. Throw it off. All those barriers to being the apprentice of Jesus, take them off and walk the way of Jesus. Throw them off. Whatever stops us following him, chuck them out. And the sin that so easily entangles us. So what is sin? Sins are the things that we think and say and do that we know really deep down in our being that they don't match up to God's standards. We know, we know what things are wrong, don't we? Just within us, we're just like, oh, why did I say that? Why did I do that? Why did I think that? And then we look at the Bible and we go, oh, yeah, do you know what? God's really spoken about that before, and I really shouldn't do that. All those things we think and say and do, put them to one side. Get rid of them. As we come before Jesus, like we did before communion uh, this afternoon, we say, God, we're sorry. We're sorry. We lay them aside. We don't want them to entangle us anymore, but we want to come to you. Yes, us as apprentices will always make mistakes. Those of you who put your hands up to say you've been an apprentice, I bet you've made mistakes. But the master says, it's all right. Come and learn from me. I'll take them away. I will make them new again. And run the race that's marked out for us. See, when we start the apprenticeship journey, there is an end point, which is qualification. You know, you do all of the things and you tick off the right competencies and all of a sudden you get to the right place. We don't graduate to be the master. But there are things that we can do to kind of equip ourselves to be the best apprentices we can be. And the signing off point is when we meet him face to face, when the whole world is made new again, where there is no uh, tears, where there is no crying, where there's no mourning, where there's no pain. And we're there with Jesus, God himself with us, there together again. So live your life as, a, as part of the apprenticeship scheme that we've signed on to, knowing that we're going to be with the master for eternity. And a couple of final things before we land. So how do we run this race? How do we, how do we know what all the different competencies are that we need to kind of meet to, to kind of graduate? Well, it's here. Run the race, fixing our eyes on Jesus. 
See, when Jesus is our master, we need to not be looking at anyone else to be the masters of our lives. We need to be looking at him. Why? Because he set everything into motion. By him, everything lives and moves and has its being. Fix our eyes on him, his life, his work, what he says about each other. And of course, he endures the cross, which is the first foundation of our apprenticeship to him. Without the cross, we're sunk. Without the cross, our faith means nothing. See, Jesus died on the cross. Why did he die? Well, one, because he was God. He himself was God. No one else was God. Jesus was, born of the virgin, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and was raised again, our creed says. God himself came into the world, decided to be born, to live a human life with all the stuff that's going on. He lived our life yet was sinless. You know, when we read through the Scriptures, when we read extra uh, biblical stuff, Jesus didn't sin at all, but knew that humanity was fallen and needed someone to save them. And so what did he do? He became sin for us. Remember those things that we think and say and we do? He took them upon himself. Why? Because we deserve death. When we don't live God's way, we live someone else's way, and that way deserves death. So he decided to take it on himself. It's like taking a a muddy t-shirt that's got all the sins written across them of what we've done. Lying, stealing, cheating. The things that we might watch online. The stuff that we, uh, we buy. He took that upon himself knowing that it would separate us from God. So he took it upon himself and died in our place. He even took the shame of it upon himself. Sometimes when we get caught out because we've done something wrong, we feel shame. Jesus even took that upon himself when he was stripped, butt naked, hung on a cross for the world to see. Embarrassed, ashamed, he did that for us and he died. He died. He didn't get down off the cross. He didn't go, okay, all right, that's enough now. Let me down, please. His disciples didn't get him down. He died. How do we know that? Because a spear was placed into his side and water and blood came out. A sign knowing that we're dead. We've got vets and medical professionals in the room. You know, ask them about it. That the blood and plasma sort of splits out. Water and blood came out of his side because someone pierced him with a spear. We know that he was dead. And now Hebrews uh, 12 says that now he sat at the right hand of God. Why is he there? Because he rose again. 
He was dead. Dead, dead. No coming back, dead. Even to the point of the disciples were, were terrified because their master had died. Even though he had told them countless times, I'm going to be coming back again. They all were terrified and, and hiding in a room. But on the third day, the third day, the tomb was empty. There was nothing there. The body didn't seem to be there. Why? Because he had risen again. He was alive, made whole, touched, ate, appeared in front of uh, 500 people at one point, went to those first apprentices and said, touch my hands, touch my side, see I'm alive again. And when we trust Jesus' death and we know that the tomb is empty, we ourselves right here, right now, are raised to life again too. If Jesus wasn't raised to life, if the tomb wasn't empty, our faith is useless and we're still in our sins. If the tomb isn't empty, friends, our faith is useless. All that sin that we said, okay, Jesus, you take it all. You take our sin. You take our shame. You take everything that keeps us away from God. You take it upon yourself. See, if he wasn't raised to life again, it's useless. Because when he's raised to life, he raises us to life again too. Which means that nothing separates us from God. Nothing at all. We've got full access, whether we've known him for five seconds or whether we've known him for 50 years. We can come to God and say, God, come and break into my life. Come and heal my friend. Come and set, set captives free. Come and set people free from all sorts of illnesses and disease. Come and change Telford. That's the access that we have. The master is present with the apprentice. He's not distant anymore. He's right there, right now. Teaching us, leading us, guiding us on the way of life. Teaching us to run the race set before us. So let's set our eyes on Jesus the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, knowing that we would have freedom. Could you imagine facing the cross with joy? The most incredible torture that anyone has ever devised. You would die from asphyxiation because you can no longer breathe, because your arms are, are hammered into wood and so are your feet. You die because you can't push up anymore to breathe because you're in such pain. And you die from asphyxiation. He took that for us with joy because of our freedom we have in him. We don't worship a dead God, friends. We worship Jesus, raised to life again. This is our first lesson. 
and the most important. The cross sets us free. We can worship. The tomb is empty, which means our faith is worth something. Our apprenticeship is worth something. Something that we would give our whole lives to. So are you up over these next however many weeks we've got to kind of begin to work on the competencies that make us the apprentices that God wants us to be? Up for it? Great. For some of you, you may never have become an apprentice. You've not signed, signed up for the three-year course in how to be a, an apprentice. Anyone feel like that? Oh, hang on, I've not signed up for this. Oh, I don't know if I want to read the Bible or if I want to pray. It sounds like hard work. I don't know if I want to gather with all of these kind of slightly crusty people. Oh, I don't know. That vicar, Matt, he's a bit of a nutcase. Says the one in the dog collar, but we won't go there. Are we up for it? Maybe for some, you're like, well, I'm not quite there yet. I don't know if I am an apprentice, and I don't know if I want to be. Guess what? We've got Alpha starting in a couple of weeks' time. Chat to Sinead and, and Laura, who are going to be running it. They will take you through the, the ins and outs of what the gospel is. They'll tell you all about this person called Jesus. We're going to be doing it every week from the 27th. We're going to be talking about it here every Sunday afternoon, being the apprentices that Jesus wants us to be. So ask your questions. Is God really a God of love if there's war? Is there really good and evil in this world? Is Jesus really who he says he is? Ask the questions on Alpha. Sinead will answer them all, I promise. But sometimes we just need to sign on the dotted line because the offer is too good. So we're going to have that opportunity if you're up for it. Maybe you don't know what the, the end outcome is going to be. But you're going, I'm up for the journey. I've got, a, I've got a glimpse of who Jesus is, and I want to follow him. I want to be his apprentice. I want to do the stuff that he did. Um, if you're up for it, you know, all you have to say is, God, I want to be your apprentice. That's it. Signed, sealed, delivered. I'm yours. I wouldn't sing. Why don't we pray? Why don't we pray? Thanks for listening. We hope this time blessed you. Hit the subscribe button to hear more like this. And to find out more about Telferminster, follow us at Telferminster on Instagram and Facebook or go to telferminster.org.uk.